Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, the podcast devoted to all things spirituality and self-improvement. I am so excited you're here with us today because we have a very special guest. Today we have with us Mr. Cohen Garen, and he is the owner of Havalo. And he's here today to talk to us about online dating, which I know as soon as you guys hear that, some of you are going to go, oh, groan, I don't want to talk about that. But he's actually here to talk to us about how we can optimize our profiles and some of the things that he's learned from helping other people with their dating profiles. And let's face it, many of us are in need of this today. So I'm very excited to hear from him and learn about how we can make best use of online dating. So thank you for being here with us today, Cohen. Thank you very much for having me on, Melissa. Now, before we get started, I would love for you just to tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into creating a company that helps people with online dating? Yeah, that was totally not um, on purpose in some extent, but kind of came out of a need. So I was living in Thailand at the time, and it was wonderful. And Thailand is an amazing country with amazing people, very friendly, big recommendation to go there. Um, but I was working um, on website creation and SEO and those kind of things. So I built websites during the day and did that kind of stuff. And I was very busy. So during my 60 to 80 hours, like I didn't have a lot of time to actually like go out partying or go out to meet people or go to different places. So I was kind of locked to like the dating apps. And then in my five minute breaks here and there, I would spend um, on the dating apps trying to like schedule dates and try to get in contact with people. And then I noticed that in those five minute breaks, it didn't really work out. And I was like, hey, this is a problem. <laughs> and I wasn't used to this because I used to go to bars on a regular basis prior to that. So then I noticed like, hey, if I'm running into this problem in Thailand and it's like I was fairly popular in Thailand, so to say, then there's must be a lot of other people who are also running into the problem that they want to meet somebody, that they like to meet somebody, but they're having a lot of hurdles. It can be their time or a bad profile or any of the other things or not knowing what to say on dating apps. Um, so that made me realize like, hey, I think there's a certain need for this. And that's why I decided, okay, maybe one day I'll start a company in this. And then one of my projects, it wrapped up, I had time and I was like, hey, wait, I can also go back to that dating thing. Maybe, maybe that's something fun to do. And it actually helped improve people's lives because the other projects were kind of like boring and not very meaningful. And then I was like, hmm, if I have the ability to improve other people's lives, I think that would give me a lot of satisfaction and meaning to my life. So that's how I stumbled into it. In the beginning, of course, it wasn't all successful because like you need to learn because I wasn't the biggest expert on dating apps. So I spent like six to 12 months learning all the ins and outs on online dating. And from that point on, we're starting and taking on clients. So how exactly are you helping clients? What do you do to make sure that they're able to meet people? Because I know we've all been there. We do the online dating thing and we're like, really? Like this isn't going so well. So what is it that you do to help people? Yeah, we try to do as much as possible. It, it depends per client, but we try to do as much as possible depending on what the client's needs are and how much time the client has um, and what they prefer us to do, right? So we try to um, customize um, our plans and what we offer to our clients purely based off their needs and their wants because um, this is not something that, 
one thing works for everybody because everybody has different goals everybody has different um, a different lifestyle so for example we have a client on board who recently sold her company um she lives uh, lives in america and she has a lot of time on her hands she just really does not like the swiping she hates the swiping so what we do for her is we do the swiping she gives us a whole list of criteria like hey the person needs to be this and this and this and this and this and this and then we go out on the dating apps and do the swiping back and forth in order to find those people that have all the things that you're specifically looking for and that don't have all the things that she's trying to avoid so that's that's kind of like what we do um swiping uh, we help clients with profile optimization that so is that, so trusting that is... that is so trusting of her to, to let you do the swiping for her i don't know if i could give up that kind of control yeah of course she she um she um, approves or disapproves so we send her over a profile and we're like hey we have this person um do you I think see. this would be a good is do you think this would be a good suit and then they would say like yes or no okay. so that's that's a way for her to to filter out to make sure that um that the person is the right person and then she takes over the conversations does the texting back and forth etc cetera, etc cetera. and what we also help her with is um help her optimize her profile so what do you what do you want to put in your bio what do you want to put in your prompts and uh, what kind of photos would you recommend or what kind of photos do we think that she need to take away right because <clears throat> you can have an amazing photo so here's a quick uh, tip for everybody your worst photo is your most important photo. What I mean by that is that everybody is going to judge you by your worst photo. So you can have three amazing photos, but if you have one bad photo after those three amazing photos, everybody is going to fully ignore those first three and just yeah. purely view the last photo because they think like, I don't trust those first three. No, 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 no. I think it's yeah. the last one. <laughs> so that's a very important thing when it comes to photos. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I'll give you all another tip too. Don't take photos in the bathroom. Like don't put bathroom photos in there. <laughs> definitely, definitely avoid avoid the bathroom selfies and yeah. other angles in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, in general, definitely. what what is also a, a good rule is have somebody else take the photos. Um, we prefer to work with professionals, um, so professional photographers, but if you don't want to spend any money, the cheapest option is to just have your friends take photos. Nowadays, a lot of phones also have the capacity to make amazing photos. Um, so then it comes down to having a little bit of a skill, but at the same time, taking enough photos. So the, a big hack of like, um, getting good photos is take a lot of photos because you will have different facial expressions and there's a big variance between one facial expression and the other so you kind of like want to like really nail the facial expression that you have and you the easiest way to do that is just make a hundred or 500 photos in in a similar pose and then have it tweak in that and then eventually you'll become photogenic and that that's 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 also goes for like um um, photo models and models in general like they don't always look flattering so the photographer just makes sure that they take enough photos so let's say you're a supermodel and you take 100 photos 20 of them are going to be great or 50 are going to be great if you're a mediocre or normal model you're going to be have like five to ten and if you're a normal person it might be like one to five right mm -hmm. so that's kind of like the, the the guideline so if you just take enough photos you will have some amazing and crazy good shots would you say because i've heard men talk about this but 
a lot of them do not like the filters either. And there are a lot of women who on their dating profiles will have like the chaps, the Snapchat filters or the Instagram filters with like the bunny ears and the, all of that crazy. Yes. So would you say to avoid that also when you're taking your photos? Yes. I, in general, we, it's better to avoid um, crazy filters. Nowadays, the filters also get amazingly good. And then after filters, we have this thing called Photoshop and, and uh, Facetune. And there's a lot of um, AI-powered um, um, apps nowadays with what you can edit the photos. So try to keep it as neutral as possible and try to keep it as uh, close to reality as possible. So we also edit the photos for our clients and kind of like what our goal is always is to make minimum improvements. So we try to make 5% improvements in different areas. So for example, for me, I would become like a little bit more muscular, right? Like I would just like, as if I just gained like two, three kilos of muscle mass, right? That, that's something that we do with photos. Um, so you just try to polish things a little bit, but it should if somebody knows, sees the photo, they should know that it's you. And they should not know that the photo is edited. That's kind of the test that you should have. If your friends think, hey, this photo is edited, then you're probably went a bit a little bit overboard with the editing and you need to dial it down a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes. If you're seeing this picture of somebody and then you meet them out somewhere, it gets to that stage and you don't recognize them because they look nothing like the photo that they sent. I mean, that's not exactly fair to them either, so. Yes, that's fully true. And then in the end, you're often wasting both times because both parties are not gonna be happy at that point. So it's better to try to stay away from it. I've even heard people say um, that they prefer to have worse photos on their dating apps because then people are pleasantly surprised when they see them in real life. I now, never thought about that, but that's a that's a good a good point. Then you're like, oh wow, okay, they're even cuter yeah. than I thought. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's some truth to that. That it works. It works in certain <laughs> ways, but at the same time, like um, I think for women, they are they will get away with it easier or more away with it um, compared to men because um, guys have a harder time matching with a lot of people. In general, women get let's say between. 20 and 100 times more matches, 20 to 100 times more. So if a guy gets 10 matches, the woman would get 20 to 1,000. So it's it's massive amount of number that uh, of matches that women often would get. So then um, for men, it makes sense, a little bit more sense to maybe tune in a little bit. And in general, women have a lot better photos because women are just better at taking photos. They take more photos. So the average dating profile of a woman is better than the one of a man. So, yeah. Well, I like the idea of you guys doing kind of the, if you want to call it grunt work or whatever, of going through the matching and letting them, you know, like, I guess you're whittling it down a little bit for them. So it's not so overwhelming because that whenever I was on dating sites, that was the number one thing for me was it was overwhelming, like the volume of messages yeah. that I would get and trying to hold a conversation and everyone asks the same five Everybody's, six questions yes. at the very beginning. You're like, hey, are you, what are your hobbies? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like I answered this 50 times already. So that would be a big help to 
whittle down your pool of people that you're working with so that you don't have to have those same five to six questions all the time at first in the beginning. Have you noticed any particular thing that seems to help people with their dating profiles more than anything else? So when it comes to your dating profile, there's kind of like two things that you want to do. At one side of the equation, you want to market yourself. Like you are kind of in a certain way, a product that you try to uh, demonstrate like, hey, this is me. This is what I can do, right? Even though it's not really you, it's yeah. still you. So like you do the best as what you can to try to put yourself out there. And at the same time, what you're trying to do is like you're trying to filter for certain things. So you also want to, with your profile, you want to filter out the people that um, don't work and you want to like focus on the ones that do work. So within the prompts, within your bio, within the things that you try to communicate, you try to filter out the, those people that are that work with you. So you are able to like match with those and those are the people that match you because it's useless to match with a lot of people that... Um, for example, are not looking for something serious while you are looking for something serious or that are um, not very active while you are very active and it's a big requirement. So if you have one of the requirements is that that you want somebody who is active, then that is a big part. So you need to make sure that the criteria that you have, like the hard criteria, so that they really, really need to have, that you cover those because otherwise you're just... If it's, if it's a big deal breaker, if you're, if it's a big deal breaker that the other person doesn't want children and you're, let's say, age 30 to 35, like that's something that you need to know as soon as possible because mm -hmm. like you don't have time to go back and forth, uh, start dating that person and after you find out like, oh, you don't want children. Well, I want to have children and it's a deal break for me or therefore this relationship is going to end. You don't want to end, you don't want to end up in situations like that. So you want to find somebody who has similar, similar, um, life choices or is looking for something similar. Yeah, and that happens a lot because there are a lot of people who aren't necessarily the most upfront in their bio or their profiles that if you don't put that in yours, you know, you may not see on theirs that they don't want to have kids, but if you have it on yours, then that person's not necessarily going to waste your time if they know you're not aligned with whatever it is that they want. So that's a very good tip because that does happen. And that is frustrating when you spend all this time trying to get to know somebody and they're like, oh yeah, we're not aligned at all in important yeah. areas of our lives. So I like that tip. Yeah. It's also like when you have conversations with people, what works very well is like if you ask them to paint a picture of the future. So if you're like, oh, so like in the next, like let's say two years, how do you see yourself? And if that person starts talking, they feel more comfortable talking about it because it's kind of like an open-ended question it's not like hey are you fully aligned with me on x y and z that's not how you frame it you frame it in like so what how would you want to have your life in two years and if they paint a picture that you're um, very attracted to great like that's exactly what you want to have happen but if they say a, a couple of things like oh well, um i want to get a promotion and this and that and this and that and it doesn't align with your future then you might want to have some conversations about the, the things that are no, not overlapping because, yeah, you need to talk about that. So it's totally good to, it's, it's very good to talk about that in initial stages of a relationship or initial stages of like you getting to know this person. It doesn't always have to be on a dating app, but for example, on the first date, 
makes a makes a fine topic to discuss like hey what do you want out of life like what do you love about your life and what do you want out of life right what are the things that happened in the past what are the things that you're looking forward in the future all those kind of things and if those things line up that's amazing that's the best thing yeah and i think that's a good point to um to state that there are right ways to ask things and wrong ways because if someone wanted to know like where are you in the future and are we aligned if you came right out and asked somebody when do you want to get married or are you you know i mean that can scare someone away really quickly but if you phrase it in the way of where do you see yourself in two years it seems more like you're asking about a person's general desires in life and motive and where do they want to be without putting that kind of pressure i think on someone too yes another thing this is which was very interesting which you can also ask them it's like hey would you be against x y and z would you be against um certain things because like um females often have other needs than males have so this is something that um that i've seen and like one of my friends i think he's 35 around that age and he just got a he just got a child um i think it's under a year ago and um his girlfriend i think similar age she has been wanting children since the day that they met i think or five years before that so she has been wanting children for a very long time and he was like more of a free spirit had a bunch of things going on in his life etc etc so he wasn't very caught up and he wasn't really um hammering it or being like hey i want to i want to get children i want to get children that's not him and that's often what happens with a lot of guys a lot of guys or at least certain guys will not have as main priority i want to get children by x y and z my brother the same my brother's like in his 30s and he is not um heavily focused on wanting children yet women will have that biological clock ticking and they will feel it and they will they will feel the urge for children a lot, a lot stronger so what can happen um, is that you can ask the guy instead of saying like, hey, I want children. And then it's like, do you want children? If like a lot of my friend, for example, would have probably said like, not really right now because he doesn't feel that urge. So what you can ask a guy in that situation is you can ask him like, hey, would you be against the idea of having a child? Because then you ask it in a lot different way, because like he might not necessarily be fully wanting it, but he might also not be against it. And that might be a big um, shift in words that might get you um, a better outcome because he might not be against it, which can mean the exact same thing as I want children is just set in a guy away because he's just like, yeah, I'm not against it. Like, and now my friend has a child and he's like, oh, this is so amazing. And this is because he like before he just couldn't ama imagine how it was having a child and having a having a son. And now he has a son and now he's like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Right. So for a lot of guys, my hypothesis is that they don't realize how nice it is to have children until they have children. Yeah. And you bring up a good point, which is that a lot of times men and women don't speak the same language. <laughs> or at least we, we do, but we don't. Like we don't understand, yeah. I guess, and communicate in the same way. And that can be a big problem whenever you're speaking to someone online and trying to find out who someone is and try to date. So do you have any tips for that? In certain ways, it is getting to the date as soon as possible. You need to have certain filter criteria like this because you probably cannot date everybody. But after that point, you should meet them in real life because I always think that 
people have two personas, like their online persona and their real persona. And those things often don't really match up. It's like you can send emails, you can send messages, like you can do all that kind of stuff. But it's so different from when you actually meet the person that it's just crazy different. And even the easiest way, have a Zoom call. Have a Zoom call or or FaceTime. Like that's the easiest way to get to know like, hey, is there some some sort of chemistry? Is there some sort of click? Does he make you laugh? Uh, can you make her laugh? Those kind of things. And if that's that's not the case and if you don't have any feelings, sure, you just save yourself a lot of time. You don't have to go back and forth for the next two weeks to four weeks. And you can go to the next one. That's a good tip because we don't think about that, but zoom and facetime those are really really good ways to just it would save yourself a little time to not have to go out and meet everybody just just and i know a lot of women too i think fear for their safety which is a big you know that's a big issue in today's um so i think in meeting people through facetime or through zoom you kind of get vibes from somebody and and pick up on their energy and you'll know if something says to you something's off this doesn't feel right yeah if you want to go really advanced you can even record it (laughs) 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 then have your counselor look at the facial recognition and what does that mean is he lying (laughs) (laughs) we'll be funny like later on that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it would be That's... funny if later on you can like upload it to like a website like an ai website to analyze if the person is lying or not you know yes. oh you said that no, that's not true <laughs> no it said that you're lying <laughs> and it becomes like a COVID show like ai yeah, said um, you were lying so <laughs> i'm glad those times uh, the COVID times uh, are past and you can just meet people in real life but yeah, yeah like safety is a real concern for both males and females um, like I've heard stories about people like getting robbed from um, from Tinder dates that they meet up with a girl and then the girl steals all their belongings. So there's um, there's safety concerns for 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 both parties um, in that regard. So yeah, doing that quick quick checkup on the other person that will help a lot with feeling safe and then make sure that you meet in a public place. That's often um, the best way to do it just get a coffee or if you like alcohol and you want to things to go a little bit more smooth you can always get a, some wine or a beer or something along those lines or go yeah. and walk in the park also a great date yeah and I, I always say just you know make sure you drive yourself so that you have a car to leave if you don't feel safe or you don't feel comfortable and then you're not putting yourself at risk so on these same lines though is there a particular dating app that you feel in your own personal opinion is maybe better than others, whether it's it has a better way of matching you or it's safer or you know all the things about dating apps? Is there one that comes to mind that you think is maybe a little bit better? So right now the trend is kind of that Hinge is the better app for most people. That's kind of like what you see currently the most successes on for um, both parties. It also limits the amount of matches a little bit to a certain extent. Um, Obviously, it's depending on location. Because, um, for example, um, right now I'm actually in in Georgia and not the 
um, state with the country and hinge is actually not launched in this country so they're still like i've traveled around the world to uh, like a bunch of different countries and there's a bunch of countries where hinge is just not available and certain countries you will have um tinder most popular out of bumble um in the usa right now it's hinge kind of or bumble is probably in most popular volume wise like the amount of users but uh, more and more people are switching kind of to hinge it feels a little bit more natural hinge get a little bit of a better sense of how who people are but um yeah it's all depending on like how you use the dating apps and not necessarily to the dating apps specifically um people have tried there there have been apps that try to really like try to match people based off of like personalities and long questionnaires and making them fill in a thousand and one questions but at the end of the day what you also see is that people don't know one who they are and two what they're looking for mm -hmm. so um you might a guy might have the idea of like oh I'm not necessarily looking for something serious and then they meet the right person and they end up in a long-term relationship that's actually what you see a lot of times people like you don't necessarily are trying to look for something specific and then you end up with a person and that might not be the person that you thought you would end up with might be a totally different type yeah i think that's very true i think a lot of people don't know what they're looking for and that's a big problem when you sit down to go fill out a profile for a dating app because if you don't really know what you're looking for or what you want then those are a little bit difficult to do so do you have any advice for people who are sitting down to do their profile like and they're saying okay what do i want <laughs> what's the best way for them to figure that out one thing that i would recommend that would be very beneficial probably is do the big five personality uh, test so that's the only personality test that's kind of like recommended or has um has been viewed as a proper personality test. The, the mixed briar test is not a real, very good representation of who people are. So that test is a little bit better. So if you do the big five personality test, you get a better idea of who you are as a person. And that might be very useful to understand like, hey, what am I specifically looking for? And to give you an example, um, I'm somebody who's high in conscientiousness, just like a lot of other entrepreneurs, and you might be as well, is that people who have high conscientiousness, they are often viewed as um, they want to do things because otherwise they don't feel good about themselves. So they will just do more things. I need somebody in, in that is similar to me in that extent, because if that's not the case, like I, I would be very sad if my girlfriend would be sitting on the, on, on the couch for like five hours a, a day, I would, I would, eat myself up i could not i cannot handle that internally that's an that's an example of conscientiousness then we have openness which is an interesting one as well purely for example speaking i'm low in openness even though i've done a lot of things i've lived in thailand for two years i didn't see a single elephant there's people who go to thailand for for, for a week on holiday they see more things about thailand than i've seen because i can just live in a place and not necessarily explore a lot so i don't have that strong urge to explore a lot of different things i don't have that urge my girlfriend has that urge so my girlfriend wants to see all those things. And that's fine because she, she will just drag me along. And then sometimes I'll be like, nah, I don't really want to. And then she'll like, okay, that's just not who he is. And that's fine. So there's like, you can understand what you're looking for in another person. But if she would have like an extremely strong need to like constantly explore other things, she would have to be okay with the fact that I'm not going to tag along constantly because that just takes too much of my energy. 
So those are kind of things that you want to take into consideration. So read about the profile that you have and then think like, okay, what would kind of fit with this well and what would be a problem? Because one of the things is like high in agreeableness and low in agreeableness. And if you're low in agreeableness, you just don't agree with people. And I'm low in agreeable. Um, and I had a call with a, with, a, with a prospect today and he was low in agreeableness as well. And he had a girlfriend who did also the test and she was also low in agreeableness. Now, what does this mean? It means that they're constantly arguing. Like every day they had arguments and fights and constantly this battle. You need to decide for yourself, do I want this? Yes or no? If you don't want that, find somebody who doesn't have that. My girl, my girlfriend is very high in agreeableness. So she will just agree. So if we have a confrontation, what will happen is she will go out of the way of that confrontation because um, she doesn't want to constantly fight with me. And I don't agree. Therefore, she's more adjustable, right? So uh, she just has the ability to adjust to my rigid and my inflexibility. And for certain people, they need somebody around them who is flexible and somebody who is it's often also good if you have somebody who is very flexible to have somebody else who has a little bit of a stronger way. So you kind of want to figure out who, what's your personality so you can actually base who you're matching with and who your potential partner is on that. And then once that person is your partner, figure out, hey, we might have friction points in these three areas. If this comes up, we need to do this. So if you're both very um, low in agreeableness, you already know you guys are going to be fighting a ton. So fi figure out if we're going to be fighting, this is what we're going to do. So for example, retreat to your own spaces in the house, write out all the things that you're frustrated with and after an hour, come out and discuss them on a, and everybody gets a timer for like five minutes to make their case. And after that, it's done and there's no more argument allowed. Make some rules, but at least know like, hey, these are the struggle points and these, this is the way that we're able to deal with it. You sound like you're helping way beyond even just finding a date, but <laughs> that's awesome advice. And if we have people out there listening who maybe are thinking about jumping back into the dating pool again, or maybe they're there already and they're just not having much luck or they're not finding that they're happy with the results, and perhaps they want to work with you and get some um, advice on how to build a profile, or maybe they want you to set up their matches for them because they don't have time, as you said earlier. What's the best way for them to do that? Um, they can go to our websites. So our website is hovalo.com. That's H-O-V-A-L-O. And they can book a call. We can uh, check what they're looking for and if we have a potentially able to help them out. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today because all of the information that you shared, I think, is so beneficial to those out there listening. And I know from personal experience, being in the dating world and having to use apps, I mean, I'm I'm not a youngin, so I didn't use the dating apps when I first started dating after high school and college. And so it was a whole new world for me when I had to jump back out in there again and there's a learning curve to it. There's a definite learning curve. So just having people to give you advice and to show you the best way to, to use those apps, I think is invaluable. So thank you for sharing with us today and for being here. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Yes. And I want to thank you guys for being here with us today as well. I'm going to have the link to his website in the show notes in case you want to go there and find more information or get some help with your own dating profile because 
We all know we can all use help from time to time. I want to thank you again for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with those you think might benefit. I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.